Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is Jolly Rogers and Touchdown with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Well, Casey, on that note, you mentioned the defense. And uh, I think on that note, we got to get into what this game looked like because it was gross. To, to, to be honest, to be honest, I anticipated a lackluster offensive performance. I, it's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. That's not what I wanted. Don't hear that. But that's what I anticipated, knowing the, you know, what I've been saying from the rooftops for the last, I don't know whole season and <laughs> what the bucks have not done the yeah. whole season except for like twice on a two minute drill um yeah i mean there there's they got into the end zone once they had seven points i expected something similar honestly i i anticipated more uh, field goals and less touchdowns than, I mean, than what we got. I was like, I thought I was, and saw zero field goals. I was like, for yeah. crying out loud, like they yeah. couldn't have at least gotten nine points. Yep. In the first uh, half. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ryan suck up. Oh, for one. So uh, the uh, fact that they only got suck up down there one time and he missed, yeah. I mean, not even, not even, I'm not even focused on the miss. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm focused on the fact that they got within field goal range once-ish once because, again, some of that's play calling, but they got within full field goal range once. Yeah. So I don't have – it's not that I don't have – I don't want to say, like, oh, I don't have a problem with it. It's just I anticipated it. I anticipated, A, that this was not going to be a super winnable game. B, I anticipated that the offense was probably going to have a little bit of a lackluster performance. But where I was kind of hanging my hat was the defense. I thought, okay, this defense can come out and they had their meeting. They've had, you know, they they talked, they didn't have the best thing last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they still won, but they didn't have the best performance. They want to do better. They're gonna talk it out. And that I think where I'm most frustrated frustrated with this defense is on the ground. I mean, how 119 rushing yards by Christian McCaffrey alone. 209 total. Like that's just that's oh that's more than half of the total yards that the 49ers had were on the ground. And this is this was supposed to be was touted as one of the best run stop defenses at the beginning of the season. 
that's what I have an issue with. So that's kind of where I'm like my treasure takeaway. What I'm focusing on is like, mm -hmm. that's not okay. Like uh, there's a lot in this game. That's not okay. But like for this defense to allow that much after everything else that they've seen this year, knowing that that potentially was a weakness that they had because it has been exploited this season. I did not like that. Again, there was a lot of things I didn't like about in this game, but that one, that one kind of is like one of the things that stood out to me as like a treasure takeaway. This is yeah. not okay. Well, absolutely. And I, I think why it's probably one of the most important treasure takeaways is that as, as, as fans, as reporters, as media, as any sort of spectator of this game, of this sport, of this team, you know that they they have film studies. You know that they have their treasured takeaways of how to manage a team and keep themselves within reach of potentially winning a game. Christian McCaffrey was on should have been on the top of the list, like because not only does he have that ground power, but he can freaking catch. So yep. a lot of times if you look statistically, whether he's been in a Niners jersey or a Panthers jersey, this guy is almost – well, not all the time because his ground game is is ridiculous. But a lot of times you'll see that he has almost equal measure of pass catching versus, you know, his ground game. Or he'll break 100 yards and he'll still have 50-plus receiving yards. Like he would have been top of my list of how do we contain this guy – because yep. then you you work from from in to out. You contain the Swiss Army knife that is Christian McCaffrey. They can do all sorts of things asked of him. Then you go out to D Boy Samuel, who okay, he's a wide receiver. Sometimes they do these these um, which we call it pitches to him, and or sometimes they'll put him back at running back. Okay, cool, but they're only going to do that this percentage of the time. How do we contain him? And then you brought in the spectrum a little bit more. Tight end Kittle. When when do they use them? How do they use them? They, it always just looks like they don't study film. I yeah. hate to say that. I, I it, trust me, I don't, I don't get any joy out of this, but it looks like they're not studying film. What I will say is that statistically looking at this game that I found massively interesting, there was zero sacks in this game for either team. The 49ers are known for their pass rush. So I do give a huge hats off to what this offensive line was able to do within all their fragmented issues, but no friggin' sacks. And you let Christian McCaffrey put up over a hundred rushing yards on you and over 30 receiving yards on you. If injuries didn't plague both sides or both teams and both sides of the ball here, imagine what, what, what that score would have actually looked like. It would have been significantly more embarrassing um right yeah i guess it, my whole spiel is to say that my treasure takeaway is here we are week 14 yeah. still no game plan and still i know game plan still still veterans making stupid penalties stupid so untimely mm -hmm. um and and these are these are like veteran players doing this um so that's my second takeaway it, it, it's and it's on both sides of the ball. It's yeah. it's it's just it's too much. I mean, it, it I'm gonna kind of lean in more so to the offense on this one though, because it's like Donovan Smith, you were the guy that really like messed up your team last week. You didn't learn from that. You didn't learn from some of those holding calls last week. Yeah. Uh, 
and highest guy in the league right now and you get yeah. a massive massive play called back mike evans deserved that that was the only thing i could find myself to tweet in that moment is like wow mike evans deserved that and it gets called back on a holding call another yeah. holding call why are you playing with so much fear smith six holding penalties in 11 games it's the season high for his career <sighs> and what he says is and I'm clearly he's frustrated with himself, but I don't love this answer. He said, we've got to find an answer. We've got to fix it. Me included. No, it's dude, like, well, you, of course you included. You exclusively, dude. Yeah. You're, you're, we mean we. We didn't collect the holding call. We didn't get a massive touchdown call back for the second game in a row. We did not do any of that. You. That's where accountability has been a massive issue on this team from day one. This this isn't hockey. That wasn't a we issue. Don't we me. You're not French. You, I, I screwed up. And I don't want to hear, I got a lot going on outside of the field and I screwed up. I respect Donovan Smith. I respect any guy that puts his hand in the dirt. Do not mistake this. But come on, that was such a cop out. No, no we. No we. You, you got to figure out what's going on in your head. You got to figure out what's distracting you. You got to figure out why you are not tapped in when you suit up and get on this line. You're a veteran presence on a line that's gone through a lot this season. You've played with two different guys to the right of you. You, you are a tone setter because of your veteran presence on this line. And you're going to make that a we thing. That's just, I mean, you said it, Casey, at the start. Like, that's just like a lack of accountability. You're, And that's why I had such a problem with that statement because me included, it's like, yeah, it, it's it's you exclusively, dude. Like mm -hmm. they're asking, the reason the reporters are asking the question to you is because you have done this. You're yeah. doing this. Like it's not your fault the offense sucks, but like you have contributed Mm -hmm. Two really, really untimely mistakes and yeah. and, and mishaps. And, and I tried you... to kind of defend him at one point, Kaylee, because yes, he has had a, a rookie to the to the to the right of him. He has had to compensate yeah. because his presence was significantly missed when he initially hyperextended the elbow. Maybe he's not hundred percent. I'll give him all of that, guys. Don't don't, you know, don't think that I'm not taking this into consideration. The fact of the matter is, look at how many penalties he got when he was compensating for Luke Gedeke versus now there's a little bit more help there. There's a little bit more consistency there. And then all of a sudden you're racking up these penalties. So that's yeah. just to eliminate the excuse of, well, he stepped up and had to expand himself and whatever, whatever. No, that expansion period's over. Gedeke hasn't been in. So what's the excuse? What's going on? You have to remove all of the blame game on this team, the lack of accountability, the finger pointing, the all of this. Like, this is detrimental to this team individually and as a whole. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And, and 
I can't, you know, go in on Smith without mentioning Keanu Neal and, and, you know, the untimely penalty, you know, I'm not as angry about this penalty, to be honest, Casey, just because it's just uh, Tom Brady said it on his Let's Go podcast. It's kind of the way that the game is going, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the other thing is Keanu Neal, like he took, he took accountability for himself. He says, as I, as I got closer, I expected him to get to, to step into the pocket or step out. He didn't see me. I drove straight through him. You know, I, my goal wasn't to hit him in the head. That wasn't my intention. I'm not that kind of player. So more so he was just trying to say like, Hey, look, like this wasn't like, I wasn't trying to like take this guy out. I wasn't trying to like take this guy's Mm -hmm. head off, but he acknowledged like, yeah, I, but I did, I hit his head. That wasn't my intention, but I did it. Yeah. So there's some accountability there. There's some acknowledgement there. There's some like, yeah, I did this. I I deserved that penalty and I'm going to get better from Mm -hmm. it. I'm going to keep my eyes. I'm going to try to anticipate better. I'm going to try to see these things better because I know that this is something that people call because it's a big deal and they're trying to keep players safe. So like, it just seemed, it just, when you look at those two statements back to back, Mm -hmm. one is so full of accountability and one is just not. And it, and it's just, it's glaring. It's so glaring that the offense as a whole, and you can just use this one quote as like a little, like, yep, see, this is what I'm pointing to, but you've seen it all season long. The offense as a whole, there's just so much lack of accountability there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think honestly, you just put it best, especially being able to compare the offense and the defense, because again, if you were, if we were, if we were fishing for, you know, an excuse or a different perspective here, Keanu Neal has one. 90% of us hate this rough, roughing the passer called. It's just changing the game of football drastically, making some games hard to watch. I mean, I really wish that they would just reevaluate the calling process here because I know that head to head is its own issue in its sense. I'm not discounting that. But the momentum and the decision-making time that these guys have, I feel like people are being penalized for something they really cannot control. When you are in motion to do something and then all of a sudden the circumstance changes in the blink of an eye, but your body is already in motion, like that's difficult. So, but you nailed it on the head, Kaylee. Defense takes accountability for something that could be questionable. Offense still not taking much accountability for something that's hurting them. And it's not, it's never in non-significant downs. It's never in non-significant plays. I mean, we're talking about two different touchdowns that got called back in the last two yeah. weeks. We're talking about by the same three. guy, by yeah. the same guy, Points on the same bad, forward. like on the same penalty that he got called. Like it's just, dude, you have like, this is a you okay. issue. Yeah, this is a you issue, and you have to figure it out, Casey. On that note, um. Yeah, it's kind of what Todd Bowles said to this team, which I I actually did appreciate. Uh, I know I've given I've I've given Coach Todd Bowles a hard time here on this podcast because there are times where I I didn't think that he was holding this team accountable. I didn't think he was holding himself accountable. Yeah. But this is what he said after the game: We can't be one set of bucks and then another set of bucks. It's got to mean something. We've got a one game lead with four games to go. You either want it or you don't. You can't care more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. As a coach, you don't go on the field, but we definitely go, got out coached. Wow. He actually acknowledged that he got out coached, Casey. Like this, right. that's great. That's monumental for me. Like you're acknowledging that. Yeah. 
we're, we got out coached. We're not excusing it at all. We got outplayed as well as a group, as a team. We've got to buckle down and decide what our fate is going to be the next few weeks. I really appreciated that statement from Todd Bowles after the game. Again, I, I feel like, I feel like this is what we've been asking for. Some accountability, step up, acknowledge in the ways that you have gotten out coached, because that's true. You have gotten out coached kind of a lot this season, frankly, and, mm-hmm. and acknowledge that your team got outplayed because you know how they can play. You know how they can play and they didn't play that way. Yeah. So I really like that statement, but Casey, it seems you, you have some feelings on that statement as well. I do. Okay. So I'll, I'll say this. I appreciate the fact that somebody, an organization that has been clearly struggling can say something along the lines of we were out coached. I still feel like it's a cop out because. Oh, interesting. Tell me why. Well, while yes, you got out coached. Okay. Can you really, what is the saying? The, the bet, the definition of being the best is going against the best, right? Yeah. I don't think the bucks are bringing their best to the table. So I feel like the term being out coached is still kind of a cop out because no, you got beat and half of that beating is on your own doing like, I wouldn't wouldn't feel you see what I'm saying like I wouldn't feel good or confident if I was Shanahan like oh yeah I outcoached that Bucks team no they're a dumpster fire I didn't do anything spectacular I watched a team beat themselves on certain downs and then I just added fuel to the fire so okay that's a great point with another cop-out statement like because of all the antics surrounding around this game, you know, you got two interceptions from Tom Brady. So Brady now has to step in and take accountability for bad throws and, you know, lean into that conversation of not doing the right thing at that time. You had so many different factors play into where it's like, we just got out coach. We just got outplayed. Actually, you didn't to an extent. You, yeah. you again came in looking like you had no game plan, making the same old mistakes, doing the same old garbage. Like, I'm not the 49ers organization like, heck yeah, we just gave it to Tom Brady and, and the Bucks. Like, I'm over here like, wow, well, we put up 35 points. Good for us. Like, I make that more of an internal success versus, like, beating the best. I don't think. No, I, I understand a little bit more what you're saying now. And I think I, I think when you put it that way, I do agree with you because you're right. A lot of this was, I mean, their own mistakes, their own penalties, their own you know, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. So yeah, they didn't get in field goal goals. They were nearly yeah. shut out by the 49ers who mind you, yes, they have a solid pass rush, but I remind you Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, this game had zero sacks when you're playing typically the best pass rush team in the league. And we're also talking about a bucks team that gets at least two sacks in a game. We're talking about zero sacks from either team including the best pass rush defense in the league, number one. Number two, their secondary is young. Hence yes. the excitement after the game of why they wanted their ball signed by Brady. And again, another sentence that probably didn't sound so flattering, but you know, you saw that youth, that youthful excitement from a young secondary that should have been easier, more easily thrown off by one of the best quarterbacks who know how to throw defenses in the league. You throw two interceptions, you're going up against a secondary that's not all that strong. And Game plan. I just don't see the game plan. I compared this team to the Dolphins in terms of like what the Dolphins did. Dolphins have offensive firepower. Dolphins have like no defense, right? That's kind of their their Achilles heel right now. 
If you statistically look at what the Dolphins defense did in that first half of the game, to the very least, this Bucks defense should have been able to double. 